0: This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph. The only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. On this episode, the perfect start for Tam Courts, top six for Dundee, and who's going down? Hello and welcome back to Twa Teams One Street. I'm Callum Woodger, and as ever, I am joined by George Cran. Hello, and Graham finn is here as well. Hello, everyone. Bear, it's uh, been another week of scorching weather. It has absolutely
1: roasted. It's a bit cloudy today. I don't know. I'm just looking at my window now. A bit, a bit cloudy. It's a wee bit muggy this morning, but I'm reliably informed that this is sort of going to burn off, and it's going to be, as I said last week, scorchy again. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think obviously you've got the, you know, the government have got this sort of red, amber, and green. List for all the countries, you know, you should watch out for. Well, I think for the weather, I think we should be on ginger alert. I would like to see that <laughs> ginger alert because it has been absolutely roasting. You know, there's, there is a danger for MD that has that sort of, you know, complexion that you could get a serious burning if, you, if you're not careful. I mean, and the danger is that you go to one of these beer gardens, and I saw it at the weekend when I was out and about. You know, guys having a few pints and just sitting out there on for hours on end. You know, just sitting in the sun. There must have been a few sore heads, and you no know, just with the with a you know, the alcohol on Sunday morning. But yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what, though. I mean, you know, but the Scottish summer only normally lasts for ten days. So by that reckoning, we've only got a couple more days. Of this, so enjoy it, <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts, Carl. That's what I'm saying. No, yep. we're on, we're on for a record. I just
0: want to know, um, are your sources for weather stories the same as your sources for sports stories? Because I'm no. not really going to. Go on, that they're very unreliable from from what I've uh, experienced in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's about harsh, harsh That's about harsh. That's There's guy. at least there's <laughs> at least one. <laughs> it's where that's usually all right. Uh, yeah, there's at least one of them's <laughs> been through in the last sort of two dozen or so. The two dozen or so leads I've given you in the last sort of six months of one of them's come through.
0: It's gonna start raining in two minutes. So let's just I keep know. looking at my window I while know. we do this and see what happens. Anyway, it's uh, it's been all sunny um, for both teams recently. Just keep winning at the moment. um suppose they are playing sort of lower league opposition, but um, we'll start with with Dundee United and their um, last couple of uh, Premier Sports Cup fixtures. uh, Two 1-0 wins against Arbroath in East Fife um, at Arbroath, Arbroath, sorry, at Tannadice on Saturday. Um, Charlie Mulgrew getting the winner there and at Bayview on Tuesday night, Peter Pollitt with the winner. That means United progress to the knockout stages for the first time since 2017. It's a 100% 100% record, four wins from four. Um good start for Tam Courts and Dundee United George.
2: Yeah, you can't really ask for much better, can you? Uh four wins just one one goal conceded like a 1-0 uh so far. It's uh, I, I mean, it's not been obviously it's not been absolutely perfect, but mm. the results have been perfect. So you can't really you can't really decry that in any way. Um a new manager coming in. You don't expect it to be 100% straight off the bat, but 100% in terms of results. Uh, and getting through the the group stages, I think it's, it's a really important way to start your season. You start off on the right foot, in particular for, for Tam Court's coming in and the way his kind of appointment happened and the disgruntlement from the supporters and stuff and the way things went. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about before, he didn't need any added pressure by not picking up results in this. So he's he's seen off that maybe wee hurdle in his early days as United boss. And yeah, all good so far.
0: Yeah, of course, they've got 12 points um, plus eight goal difference. So that means that they are in with a reasonable chance of being seeded for the last 16 The five European teams. Um, Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs and St. Johnson will be seeded. Um, And then another three from the group stages it's going to be three of United, Dundee, uh, Hearts or St Mirren so um, he's put himself in a good position there. Um, he kind of set out early doors that the first objective was to get through this group. It's been a while since the the, the club had, had got to this latter stage and mm-hmm. you know you go straight into the last 16 so you're only a few games away from, from Hamden and, and potentially lifting a trophy so it's it's positive, isn't it? Way way to start the season.
1: Yep, yep, that's exactly, it. and good to see you've done a wee bit of research on that, Carl, to see who <laughs> who actually is seeded in the in the last sixteen. Um, yeah, it's a perfect start for for Tom Courts, and uh, I know even though it, it's expected when you look at look at the group, I mean uh, you know you would expect United to beat these teams, but I'll tell you what, any slip you know would have been pounced upon by by the the court skeptics, and he would have taken a hammer in. So it's a great start for him to his life as you know, done United head coach and, and long may it continue. I think looking at the games, I think that w- w- your take on it is, the good thing is that they've managed to, you know, I think with three clean sheets, which shows that the concentration levels are are still there. Yeah. You know, you need that. Even in games where you're, you know, where you're cruising in games, it's important you don't lose goals because that sneaks into your, your games in, that are tighter. So, as, as I showed last season, I mean, the defensive solidity was the backbone of the United success. So, you didn't want to be losing soft goals because that, that uh, arose confidence straight away. Other positives you've got you've got Lauren Shanklin getting among the goals. You've got Charlie McGrew, who I think has got goals in him as well, even though he's going to be playing more in the back line uh, than anything else. He, he got a goal. Yeah. Uh, we've seen sort of the, some of the youngsters getting games. Freeman's been uh, a regular. We've seen uh, Flynn Duffy, Kersmith all, all giving game time. Mm-hmm. But, like you say, Calm, the biggest positive for Dungeon United and Tam Courts is that they're through the last 16 they've got in there, they're going to be seeded, so they'll be looking forward to to the draw uh, for the next round and and, uh, obviously the the Premiership starting a week on Saturday.
0: That's the positives. Um, Now for some realism. I think (laughs) some of the fans have been a wee bit frustrated with the the performances, I think, um, against, you know, not so much Elgin apart from the first 10 minutes or 20 minutes or so, which were a nightmare, but in, in the other games, maybe not going for the kill and, and, and really hammering these teams. But I think that has to be tempered with the, the reality that this is a new boss um, taking on a team. It's essentially United's pre-season. They're not treating it as pre-season. Um, before I angered Dick Campbell, if you listen to this podcast, I doubt it. Don't think it can work the <laughs> internet. You don't want to anger Dick Campbell. No, you don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they only had a couple of warm-up games and they put uh, Breakin, and Meath. So I think it's going to take a bit of time, isn't it, for them to... To build up a head of steam and and, and and really um you know, find their stride. But uh Aberdeen, um coming up next Sunday, they've they got no more games. I think they tried to arrange a friendly, but to no avail, um, for this weekend, there's gonna be a sort of inter squad bounce game at St Andrews instead. So hopefully United can find their stride and, and, and step it up again when when they go up against top opponents. But Um, A couple of big boosts for them, George, was some contract news this week. Ryan Edwards and Logan Chalmers both signing new deals. Good business for the club, you'd imagine.
2: Yeah, I think so. Obviously, Edwards had a really good, probably second half to last season. uh, Really started to get settled in and really show what he can do. And As soon as I saw that... uh, He'd been linked to Tranmere Rovers. I I was a bit worried. I thought that might be Mm. him away, uh, joining Mickey Mellon again. And obviously being a a scouser kind of back home, uh, might have been a draw, but he wants to stick around. And and that's a great sign for United. Um, In terms of Logan Chalmers, I'm a big fan of his. I think United missed him big time last season. Yeah, We spoke so many times about them missing the the link between midfield and attack. And he's that player. Obviously, he was injured at that point. Um, and he's he's exactly that type of player that can create chances. He's, he's quick. He's, he's skillful. He can beat people. Um, so I'm really excited to see how he progresses. Obviously, he's, he's only played well, a handful of games, probably a wee bit more than that for United so far, particularly in the top flight. So, mm-hmm. it's still, he's still got to prove himself, but he's got certainly got the time now, and that's that's a good sign. As I say for United, it means that. People want to stick around. Things are going in the right direction, um, and yeah, you want to keep your best players, particularly ones that you bring through as well. Uh, I think that's that's massive.
0: Yeah, but they're going to get the kind of the best years of, of Logan Chalmers is, is young mm-hmm. career anyway, because mm-hmm. you know that's that's a three year extension to twenty twenty four, so that will take him up to uh, age twenty four. So it's it's, it's 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 you know. Um, it's a big coup for them to, to do that, and also keep Edwards, who, as John yeah. rightly mentioned, had a lot of teams down south sniffing about him.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, good bit of business on on both fronts here. I mean, on Chalmers again, I'm a, a massive fan uh, of the potential that this lad uh, holds. I think, um, we've not seen it yet, but I think he was really coming on. Um, had an injury problem last season, came back and did straight away hit the ground running at the end of last season, and I'm excited to see what he can what he can produce. This season, if he gets a run of games in the team, important to get him tied up, obviously, um, you know, because he does have the potential to go a long way in the game, and at least now United hold the aces if some other clubs come calling, which I'm sure they will, and that's what United will want. I mean, because if other clubs are looking at uh, Logan Chalmers and he's obviously doing something really well for Dundee United, so, but I'm hoping we we'll get a good few seasons watching him at, at Tannadice. That's that's the most important thing. That's what fans want to see. You know, they're, they're not interested in players moving away from the club. They want to see their, their best players on the pitch in a Tangerine shirt. So, yeah, good bit of business here. Edwards as well. Um, I thought he had a shaky start last season when, when Mickey brought him up to United. But he, to be fair, he, he did have uh, a wee bit of uh, injury problems and he took a wee while getting himself fit. But once he got himself fit, I've got to see it United's most imposing de- defender solid in yeah. the box at the back and another one who, who, who poses a threat in the opposition box. So, yeah, he seemed quite chuffed to get that one signed off and uh, uh, that was good news for, for Tom Courts all around, I would suggest.
0: Yeah, it looks like they're going to be two sort of stick-on starters for, for next season. Um, two guys that we talk about near enough every week now, but um, Lawrence Shankland and, and Benjamin Seagrass still, um, mm-hmm. speculations around in their future, still only have a year left to run on their deal. Um, United are still <laughs> in contract talks with <laughs> Lawrence Shankland. Um It's dragging on. We've got, what, just over a week till the season starts, probably a week by the time you listen to this podcast. But, um, United have to get something done sooner rather than Mm. later. George, you'd imagine if if they're going to get anything done on these deals.
2: Oh, you mean if if they want to make some money, basically?
0: Well, either to make some money or to sign them up. You know, there needs to be some kind of movement, or else it's just going to, they're going to, they're going to fritter away and and just leave the club for nothing, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, well, there's still plenty of time, uh, in the window. Clubs down south are, are really just starting to get into games and stuff. Uh, so the, the, there's always that. The, and we know the transfer window always always goes until the, the very last second, never mind minute or hour uh, of the window. So there's still a long time to go on, on that front. I'd, I'd be surprised if Seagrist is, is still around when that when the the window slams shut, as it always does. Um <laughs> Shankland, not really sure what might happen. He's a, particularly for the player. He's in a good position. Obviously, there's an offer on the table from United, or they're discussing an offer. So, mm. always a good thing. Um, but he's also in the position where he can he can kind of maybe wait and see what offers might come for next season, uh, for a, a year down the line when he's out of contract. Um. So yeah. I, my feeling is that the Shanklin might still be here, but mm. that Seagrass may well be gone. As I probably expected, he might have been gone already, but obviously still around, keeping clean sheets, and while that's happening, United uh, well, have to enjoy that, I, I guess, or make the most of it while he, while he's still around, having a top keeper in, in the goal. Yeah,
0: I mean, I suppose in a way, there's a skill of thought that, they benefit from keeping them, even if they're not going to profit from mm-hmm. them. The value in keeping a Seagrist with his clean sheets Shankland with hopefully yeah. more goals next season could sort of translate itself into maybe more prize money if they can Absolutely. find themselves higher up the league. Well, I mean,
1: it's it's a balancing act at this stage, isn't it? It is, and it is of, of your time courts, that's that's the scenario you would you'd prefer. You'd still have them, even if their contracts did run down. <laughs> you'd rather have Benjamin Seagrist in your squad. You'd rather have a Lorne Shankland in your squad. Very delicate situation, and, and you know there's lots of things uh, that, that could transpire. George has explained uh, the majority of them. I think for me, the, the worst case scenario is it drags on for another two or three weeks, and then you lose one or the other, and yeah. the week leading, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, and it just leaves you, it leaves you short. I don't know United. Like, You'd like to think they'd have something up their sleeve, to be able to bring someone else in, but is that going to depend on? you know, one or other leave. I mean, they've obviously well covered in the goalkeeper situation with Trevor Carson. They still probably have to bring in another keeper, but they could do that. It's the Shanklin one that I'm more concerned about. Obviously, last season, you had Mark McNulty in for a while. Hmm. We don't see anybody like that coming in at this point in time. I and mean, if United were to lose their main striker, and, you know, at that point in time, um, regardless, regardless of the, the sort of, the fee they could get, could they bring someone else in, you know, that, you know, that could, could, Pose the same sort of threat as Lawrence Shankland, even even sort of on the back of last season, where he probably didn't score as many as we thought he might have. He's still he's still a capable striker at that level. So, yeah, that wouldn't be the worst. The worst thing in the world to happen, Calum. you know, Benjamin Sieger is still there and Shanklin is still there. Maybe the, the guys who hold the purse strings at Tandice might, <laughs> might not look upon it that way, but certainly for the Quartz, courts, I think he'd be reasonably chuffed if that was the case come September. Yeah, you mentioned
0: the, the, the what United you know, would need to do if they did leave. Obviously, he, he, Trevor Carson, you'd imagine if he's fit, would be yeah. um, more than capable of, of performing in the Premiership. We've seen it. He's an international goalkeeper. He's, he'll be fine. Up front, they would only really have Nicky Clark because um, Louis Apri is out injured um, at the moment for a few weeks he's still kind of working his way back so it would be a bit short um, they probably still need to strengthen in a few places United um, Tam Courts has spoken this week about wanting to to, to get a couple more bodies in over, over the next week or so before the Aberdeen game so um, we'll maybe see them strengthen um, George where, where do you think are the areas you should be looking um, obviously as we've spoken about a lot of it does depend on who leaves the club but if anyone but but where do you think United are weak and maybe need to add before the, the window slams shut, as we say?
2: Well, no, Bear mentioned McNulty. Obviously, he left at the end of his loan. So there may be a, a striker short or an, an attacker shot. And they were maybe a bit heavy in terms of having number nines last season. But um, having a backup to, to Shankman might be, might be handy. Um, And although I mentioned about how they were solely missing Logan Chalmers last season, I think they maybe need another of that type of, a wide attacker or somebody to break from the middle of the park. I I know uh, Fuchs is a a bit of a box-to-box, but maybe a more kind of attack and goal threat uh, from the middle part might might be handy. George
1: George I mean I think Tom Courts might be thinking that you know it's Peter Paul it seems to have started course, these yeah. these games quite well so I mean he could be he could be that man. Have you got Paul Paul on his game as a top top player. Yeah. Um, unfortunately he, he's not on his game often enough for my liking but he can still contribute at that level so that that might be the thinking you know if you've got Paul and you've got uh, Chalmers you know yeah. for the same position sort of thing yeah.
2: I still feel like they could maybe do it with another one Uh, in there because Paulette has shown in his time at United and before that he's quite versatile. He can play in the central Mm -hmm. midfield if you need him to. Um, He can play all across the midfield, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's an experienced player these days. But no, I I think, yeah, just adding, adding, if they could uh, clone Logan Chalmers and just stick him on the other side, I think that (laughs) that may be good.
0: I think that's the hope, though. I think, I think, like, not to actually go and clone them, I don't know if they have the technology at the time of yet, but yet, um, but through their academy, I think, Signed all of the sheep. Yeah, I think through the, their academy, they're they're sort of looking to bring guys into the first team, but you do, you can't just rely totally on kids. And I, and I, I don't, you know, Tamcourt isn't going to do that and we've seen that already with the experience in the team, but yeah, I think what they maybe need to add is, is players with, um who are at a good age, you know, they've kind of got guys at mm. the older end of the spectrum, they've got the kids, but there isn't so many sort of, in the middle, and the ones that are sort of in the middle are the ones that are, um, their futures are sort of up in the air, Shanklin, Sigrist, guys like that. Um, those probably where maybe they'll be, to be looking at in terms of age range, as well as um, positions to be adding. Um, in terms of departures, the, the, the club today, um, on Thursday, confirmed that Neil Alexander, the goalkeeping coach, has left um, by mutual agreement. Uh, we understand that Tony Cake, who is... Um, formerly of Livingston the goalkeeping coach there is is taking over on an interim basis at the moment Um, I'd imagine the club will go and appoint him permanently there's no been any indication or confirmation of that yet but um, it's often how these these things go Um, there from a goalkeeping perspective as we always do with yourself Mm -hmm. sad in a way to see Alexander leave after the job he did with Seagriff he'd kind of developed him from a backup to to one of the best keepers in the country
1: yeah I think you could take a lot of plaudits for because when Benji did come in you know he had a few flaws in his game and they seem to have been ironed out working with Neil Alexander and he improved over his time at Tardyce there's no doubt about that it's a strange one Cal I mean maybe maybe you can shed some light on it but the club uh, the fact that he has left whether there's been a falling out and uh, these things happen in football though I mean <laughs> You know, it's it's, it's nothing unusual and, and sometimes, you know, players and coaches will depart the scene and, mm-hmm. and you have to look ahead. So, uh, to be honest, I don't know much about Tony Keg. In fact, I don't know anything about Tony Keg. <laughs> but the good thing is he's coming in to work with a couple of top keepers, you know, at this point in time. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can continue the good work of Neil Alexander. And we we'll wish Neil Alexander well, because he did a really good job up at Tannadice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, what went on. There were rumours of um, a bust up between... Alexander and courts. Courts um, came out and sort of denied that, mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty quickly after the the accusations. I think it was after the Elgin game that we spoke to him, um, and he denied it then. Um, so, as to what's actually happened, I'm not 100% sure. Um, we'll maybe see Neil Alexander popping up somewhere else quite soon, but um, he's certainly out now. It's, it's, we'll keep an eye out for it. Aye, he's, um, he's been. He's, confirmed leaving. and i think it's been sort of um uh, you know a really badly kept secret for the last week or so so um another kind of one where you talk about the contracts and the club have got some kind of closure on this situation and um they move forward will they announce keg or not we'll see what happens there but um they've at least got it sorted heading into the the new season because there was there was a game i think it might have been the elgin game where the goalkeepers were just warming themselves up before the match and uh no, that's, that's not any use. You know, when you're in a top premiership club like that, you need to be set up in the right way. So um, it's good to have a solution in now at the moment, I suppose. Um, looking ahead to the new season, as we said, kicks off next weekend. Um, George, what should be the target for Dundee United? We've seen a lot of talk about top six coming out from players, from Tony Ashka. Um We've seen the manager sort of half committing to that being the aim, um, you know, cleverly, because he doesn't want to be over overshooting the mark and then leaving himself open for, for attacking away. You don't want to be going in and saying you're going to do this and that and then you only end up finishing 8th or ninth. but mm. where should United be setting their sights?
2: Well they should be looking to improve every every club should be trying to improve on, on last season which and for United that means probably top 6 because we were that close to getting it last season and they didn't particularly play that well last season in terms of attacking force uh, defensively they were good but um, they weren't the most uh, exciting uh, or pretty on the eye, I guess. Yeah. But um, no, they should be, they should be looking at top six, and, and it's def- because if you look at the league, I mean, I, I would say maybe the top three would be Rangers, Celtic, and Hibs and then mm. I'd probably put Aberdeen and St Johnston around the next kind of uh, level. But I think yeah. the rest are all. It's all up for grabs. I would say maybe even fifth might be up for grabs. It's I don't It looks it looks so tight for next season, which is going to be great to watch. That I think there's probably United to be in amongst what six teams that could that could get that top six place, which sounds kind of strange. Maybe not six five, but uh, no, it's well up for grabs. It's all and it's just there to be taken. I would say for whoever gets going nice and quick uh, at the start of the season uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes to be honest
0: Absolutely we're going to delve a little bit deeper into the Premiership's big kick-off um, later on in the show we're going to look at Dundee's aspirations for top six themselves later on in the show as well um, but before that we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the dark blues and wrap up all the business at Dens Park
3: Are you a Dundee United supporter? You're probably pictured in the Arabs away book Do you know any Dundee United supporters? They're probably in the book too. You, your friends, your family, your tribe are in this book. This is a football book with a difference. It isn't really about the players, the games, the on-field achievements. It's about you, the supporter. It tells the story of the supporter's journey. It shows us in triumph, in despair, in song, in anger and in pubs. It shows us laughing and celebrating, home and away, young and old, for better or worse. Have a leaf through the book. Every few pages you exclaim, I ken that lad, or I was there, or I remember that. There's never been a United book like this. There never will be again. As one of our podcast listeners, you can get an exclusive 20% discount on Arabs Away at dcthompsonshop.co.uk using the code Arabs20 at checkout. That's A-R-A-B-S-2-0 at the checkout of dcthompsonshop.co.uk. .co.uk Check the episode notes for details and terms.
0: Yes, Dundee have been in Premier Sports Cup action themselves this week. Well, they've been in action and they've also been winning without being in action, which is always handy. Um, <laughs> of course, they, they, they beat Montrose last night, Wednesday night, 2-0 at Lynx Park. Jason Cummins with a penalty and Luke McCown um, getting on the score sheet as well, the new signing. Always good to see Um, But there was also um, the game last Sunday, which was called off a game against Ross County and Dingwall due to the Staggies being unable to field a team due to a COVID outbreak. Um, In the camp, it was then Dundee awarded uh, a 3-0 win, which is fantastic for their goal difference um, and trying to get that seeded spot like we were talking about (laughs) earlier in the show. (laughs) Um, But George, um, touch on that, but last night at Montrose, how did Dundee get on? How did they play?
2: Dundee were very good again um could easily have scored three more goals probably it could have yeah. been five or six uh, The hit that would work three times and a a bunch of other chances as well um very good obviously unfortunately on sunday uh i may not have been looking forward to the the drive all the way up the dingwall but uh i was looking forward to seeing how dundee might uh on against a, a Premiership opponent and mm. see where they are yep. in that regard. Um, and it f- feels like when, when you're up there at Dens and speak to players after games and stuff, they just want to get out there and play. And they, no matter who they're they're facing, they're, they're full of confidence, they're loving life at the moment. And uh, I, th- I I think they would have beaten Ross County on Sunday. Um, and, and I'm. Really looking forward to seeing if they can continue the, the way they finished last season, the way they've started the Betf- the, Betfred, the Premier Sports Cup uh, this year. Uh, see if they can continue that in the league because they are looking pretty impressive.
0: Yep, Dundee um, looking in good shape, like we say, to progress from that group, Group C um, in the Premier Sports Cup. They face fourfer, uh at Dens, who are second, I believe. So they'll have some aspirations themselves of... Um, yeah. So sort of maybe making it through is one of the, the you know even well, if they win the game they, they can finish top of course but they'll be looking to 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 make it through it in some way as well. Um, bear that'll be a tough one, but uh, another chance for Dundee to go and impress if they've proven um in pre season they can they can deal with a team like Forfar and. Hmm. Um, a, a good warm up for the, the real ball coming out quite soon
1: yeah yeah Carl I sense a, a bit of bitterness in your voice when you said Dundee were awarded a 3-0 victory <laughs> at Ross County are you thinking along St Murnen lines Dundee might pip them to a seeded spot this, uh, maybe, this maybe. <laughs> St
0: Murnen are looking the weakest in terms of goal difference um, so um, yeah there is a wee bit of that but yeah, St Mern were also a, uh, uh, awarded that- a 3-0 win um, from yeah. Dumbarton, so it's oh, their own fault for yeah, having well, a rubbish that's, goal oh, that's, that's, that's
1: <laughs> even up there Yeah, Dundee have been pretty efficient, haven't they? I mean, they've started really well, clean sheets, a few goals. Um, despite my sort of uh, you know question whether McGowan and Adam can play, they've all they've played most of the games, and uh, <laughs> you know along with the old the old guard, they've always had Burn McGee, and they are, we've seen Jakubiak getting a run, um, McGowan. I'm really excited for him next season. I think he's got goals in him. I think he's a real prospect coming in. A great signing for Dundee. I'm looking forward to him. How he muscles his way into the midfield will be interesting. But I think I think the one thing he does possess is a goal which is good for, for midfielders. And if you've got somebody like him and Max Anderson as well, that can only be a, a good thing. I think I'm, I think George is right. I think the biggest disappointment and James McPake would probably uh, concur with this is the, the Ross County game going off. I'm sure James McPake would have wanted to, to gauge where his team you know, is at against another Premiership side. So... You know, at the end of the day, well, you're awarded the the, the actual points and the goals. That you know, I, I think at any any level, you want you want to play football and you want you don't want to earn points like that. So, hopefully, that's that's the end of that. We don't want to see anything like that happening in the league campaign, that's for sure. Um, yeah, but you're right to point out the fourth can still finish top of the group, and stranger yeah. things have happened. So Dundee will have to be on it. But at this point in time, you just you just didn't see Dundee taking their eye off the ball at the moment. I thought they might have maybe. I might have been an opportunity to give uh, you know the, the the keeper the new lad who signed Ian Lawler, a, a, a run in the team and he might still do that he might still think well you know what it's good to have him coming in where there is a wee bit of pressure in this in this game but he might go down the you know the, the tried and tested line and stick stick with what's done so well for him over the, the end of last season and the start of this season. Um, and yeah, you, you would really expect Dundee to, to get the job done on Sunday and and, and qualify as one of the seeds mm-hmm. for the last sixteen. The interesting
2: thing on sorry, just to, the interesting thing yeah. on the the goalkeeper. I've not written it yet, but James McPike was saying earlier in the week that Wallace he's not coming just to be a backup. Yeah, he's wanting. There's no number one as far as he's concerned. He's mm-hmm. he's he's wanting them to properly fight it mm-hmm. out uh, every week for, for for the the gloves. Um, I think maybe the start of last season uh, and the troubles he had with with his goalkeeper. I I think he's he's trying to avoid that at all costs by having two good goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah, Um,
1: and that's the way it should be, George. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's a great opportunity for obviously Adam Legsons came in. Adam Legsons is coming last season and has snatched the opportunity. Now he's going to find somebody waiting for him. You know, to to, to slip up so they can. But that's the way it works. That's the way football works. but I think obviously what Legden's has got is he's got points in the bank, you know, um, yeah. from last season. Uh, so that will stand. I would I would expect Legden's to be certainly kicking the season off as number one. But we'll see where it goes. I mean, although I haven't I haven't you know seen much of Lawler. In fact, I haven't seen him at all. To be fair, but I've heard a lot of good <laughs> things about him. So you're, he's. He is, he's going to to push legs in all the way, which can only be good for for the goalkeeping situation and good for the club in the long term.
0: Yeah, we mentioned Ian Lawler there, signed a two-year deal um, with the Dark Blues this week, Killing Sheridan as well. He's signed a two-year contract, um, which is good. I'm delighted. I'm interested to see what he's going to do for his initiation song. (laughs) Um, Hopefully not satisfaction, because I'll have to wrap that out again on the podcast. That was a pretty um, low moment for me last week. Um, But George, it's a... (laughs) It's a, it's a good addition. Dundee were looking for a sort of big number nine, a target man, and, and they've got one now.
2: Everything coming out about Kaelin Sheridan is he's more than just a target man. He's not just a big lump to go and kick balls at. Mm. Um, he's got a bit, a, bit of bit pace about him, and a bit and good quality as well. And can find the net, so that's probably ticking all the boxes they were looking for. Um, so. Th- I was hoping he, he might be available against Montrose last night but his international clearance hasn't come through yet. Um obviously coming from a, having played abroad last season, uh, sometimes takes a wee bit wee bit longer um to get all the paperwork sorted but um yeah. Really interested to see how what difference he makes to the team uh, when he comes in. Uh Osman so obviously did great last season. Um, although you were never 100% sure which Osmond So was, was going to turn up. <laughs> um, you could usually tell from his first touch. If it was a good first touch, he was on it. If it bounced away, then uh, maybe Osmond th- doesn't fancy it today. But um, yeah, interested to see that. The game uh, last night against Madros, if anyone watches that, the highlights, I just watched them before we came on. The amount of uh, chances Dundee had from corners. I mean, obviously, we saw last season how strong they were from set pieces with Charles Adams delivery, Paul McGowan from the other side. I mean, Dundee could, could have scored about four from from corners in that first half. They hit the bar a couple of times. Um, so that's going to be a massive, mm. massive threat from, from Dundee next season. Lee Ashcroft and Liam Fontaine have scored loads of goals last season. And I think they'll be... Dangerous again, and, and Killian Sheridan's going to add to that with with his kind of power in there.
0: Yeah, I hadn't really connected the dots, which you know, unlike me, obviously. Um, but Killian Sheridan must have played under Gordon Strachan um, at Celtic in his younger days,
2: George. Uh, he give him his debut actually. Yeah, yeah. Gordon Strachan was at the game last night. Him and Paul Hartley were having a good chat just along from me. So that must. I mean, he must
0: know quite a lot about. It must be something that James and must have maybe gone to him and 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 spoken about. I mean, I'm sure he's came on and changed a lot as a player from his experiences since then. I mean, that debut must have been, what, like, nearly 15 years ago now, so... Um, yeah, 2007
2: it was. There you go. Yeah, so. th- th- uh, pick they said that he'd spoken to the gone tracking about him and, and he, he said he's more than just a target man, he's got better pace and stuff and he's, as you he mentioned, his experiences in Europe should make him a better player as well, all, all that he's picked up. Uh, Dave McKay also played with him at St Johnston.
3: Uh, mm-hmm.
2: So obviously being an assistant manager, he, he, he would know exactly what they're bringing in in terms of personality and, and, and style. I think they just wanted to see uh, how he is uh, in terms of fitness and stuff uh, over the, the couple of weeks uh, and then for a chance for him to come in and have a look at it. The squad and the and the club, and see if you wanted to be a part of it as well. Um, so yeah, I think he got raves reviews
1: from everybody, it seems like.
0: Yep, uh, Graham Dorns is back training with Dundee Bear. Don't need another midfielder, do they?
1: I saw that, I saw that on uh, your notes, Calm. You were going to mention, it, and I, I've written down here uh, alongside Dorns Adam McGowan, Byrne McGee, Anderson McCowan, McDade, Robertson. So, no, not for me, no, no. Graham Dorans um, for as well as he did at Dundee, and I think when you Graham D- Dorans, I thought he was he was good during this time at Dundee, but I don't think we saw him doing things consistently well all the time. You saw some flashes of brilliance in some games where he, he really was in command, but we never saw the best of Graham Dorans at Dens. Um, he certainly not produced the way Charlie Adam has produced for the club, so. While he's a good player, he just doesn't fit in. He doesn't fit into that. There, there, there's, there's, there, you've got a, a nucleus of experience in there. You've got a lot of young boys absolutely knocking hammering at the door to try and get into that team. So no, there isn't a place for Graham Dorns. I think if they've got money to spend, it could be part of the budget. It should be elsewhere in the team, certainly. They don't need another midfielder, that's for sure.
0: Um, on that note, Finn Robertson, George, I saw you spoke to him um, earlier in the week. Uh, do you think he's ready to, to play a role this season or is maybe a loan spell the best thing for him? Bear listed off some of the midfielders in the squad there and um, obviously at his age, he maybe wants to be playing a lot of football. Might find it tough next season at dents
2: Yeah, he found it tough last season. He, he was very honest in, in that interview and, and kind of said that he, he didn't feel as sharp as he had the season before and he maybe confidence had dropped uh, and obviously he had the injury that. Just, ended the season early um, so maybe alone it might be uh, time for that because he, he does need games he's still very young, he's still only 18 mm. which yeah. is remarkable considering how, how long he's been around really um, obviously James think, raise, rates him so highly that uh, maybe he, he wants to keep him in, the, in his squad And um, there's been no, no word so far if Finn might Head out, it might be good for him just to be a, a first team regular because I, yeah. I don't think he will be this season, he, he might be in and out. Um, but yeah, that, I really hope that Finn can kind of find his feet again. And obviously, he, he was well, speaking to him just the, the, other, the other day, he wants to play in the premiership, though. It is, that's very, very clear, he's an ambitious boy obviously made his debut in the Premiership against St. uh Dundee's last game up in the top flight. And he, he wants to be back in back in the team in the top flight and, and playing for Dundee. That's all he's really interested in, I think. Um, so, yeah, and Bears just listed all the, all the midfielders. There's a lot of competition there. Um, mm-hmm. So, we'll be interested to see what happens with Finn, uh, whether he, he heads out or sticks around. But, def- they definitely see him as a First team regular in the future anyway.
0: One youngster who has um, packed up his bags and gone out on loan um, is Sam Fisher. He's back at Forfar. Um, Bear is—is is that the right level for him? I, I don't—I I don't want to be disparaging towards um, Gary Irvin's team, but also they're in League Two now. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Sam Fisher last season in the Championship do pretty well. Uh, I sort of look at him and think he could have gone to maybe a League One or a Championship team and. And and being, you know been um, been fine at that level, um, or or is it just a case of McPake knows he's going to a place where there is guys like Irvin Robertson, Harkins to help him um, in his development.
1: Yeah, I think well, I think that that all helps. I mean, he's a young lad, so you don't want him going some some place that you're you're not too sure of, Callum. You know, he, he's going to a place that McPake knows a a, a a lot about the backroom staff and and the setup. And for Fourth is a well-run club. Um, no, I think it is. I think it is a good move for uh, Sam Fisher He's still a young lad, but he showed good attributes uh, in his brief showings last year. Um, so, yeah, stint up at Station Park under Gary Irvin, Irvin will do him, do him the world of good. I think you know. I think I think, um, and I would agree with sort of the Finn Robertson. I think it's time for him to you know go on loan as well. I think. He's down a Pecking order, but that's understandable. He spent last season a lot of the time on his treatment table, you know. So he needs he needs to get himself out there and, and playing games. And uh, the best move at this point in time would be getting out to to possibly a club like Forfar or, or, or one of the local Angus clubs, which has always been a you know a, a good place for, for Dundee and Dundee United, you know, to send their, their kids out to because it's it is local. You know, and they are getting, they are getting a good run. Yeah. You know, and they'll, and they'll get games and competitive games rather than just playing in sort of reserve games and bounce games for for Dundee.
0: Yep. Uh looking ahead to next season and the top team, John Nelms this week, George has said he feels he deserves um to be in the top six. Um, is that where Dundee should be setting their sights? We've already had this discussion about United, but um, very competitive league. Um, can Dundee have any aspirations of breaking into that top half?
2: I think they can, yeah. Um, the way they're playing, mm-hmm. the way they're set up. Got a lot of uh, strength and depth, actually, as well. They had a very strong bench last night. They still had Mullen and Sheridan to come in. Um, and as I said in, in the United section, it's up for grabs, I, I would say. I think there's a good five teams that are much of a muchness. Uh, not in a bad way, but it's going to be really competitive. Uh, I think they would be... I think that sixth and maybe even fifth are up for grabs for for a whole bunch of teams, and Dundee are in there, definitely. Um, They've got real quality. I mean, obviously we know Charlie Adam, but they're creating lots of chances. They're taking chances. They're not conceding goals. They're a big threat from set pieces, as I said, which in really tight games can be extremely important. Um, I think they're in really good shape. and We've seen before that teams that are used to winning which Dundee have been in towards the end of last season can continue that, and it's a mindset you get into. You get into good habits, and you just get used to used to winning winning games of mm-hmm. football, and picking up three points. We've seen that well, Livingston not so long ago, and uh, probably Hamilton just before that when they won the playoffs and, and came up, and they just kept going uh, under Alec Neil. Um, don't see why Dundee can't. Can't do what those two teams did.
0: Absolutely, it's all there. We're going to go on now and take a little deeper dive into the Premiership next season. The Premiership returns um, this coming weekend. Um, Dundee, actually one of the first uh, games we're going to see uh, against St Murn. Probably a defeat for the Dark Blues, let's be honest, against the Mighty Buddies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's actually quite poetic, isn't it, in a way that, that Dundee's last game and the in the premiership was against St. And, and now their first game back um is going to be against St. Myrne at Dens again. Yeah. Um it's, it's it's quite nice the way that's worked out. for Robertson will be hoping he gets some game time. Eh? That would be his, his last uh, premiership appearance and hopefully his next one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but looking at the, the, the season overall um we've spoken a lot about our, our two local teams here, the Dundee teams but um in terms of the top of the table Bear can Celtic under the new boss, I'm going to try and pronounce his name, Andy Postacoglu, hmm. can they go and challenge Rangers?
1: Yeah, interesting, isn't it? I mean, look, look back 12 months. Who would have thought that y- you'd be saying that sort of... Well, that question you know, was Neil getting asked Lennon, Neil, the other way around. Neil Lennon, was, Neil Lennon was, cruising to te- he was cruising to 10 in a row, and I think we sat here and meant, yeah, Rangers aren't going to stop him doing that. I mean, I certainly didn't. I can't remember anybody saying the Rangers were going to stop him. But how wrong can we be, Callum? So Perry. you know it's, it's going to, uh, yeah we could obviously yeah so uh, uh, it's going to be it's going to be things can change. I mean Andy Postacoglu um, looks like he's a he's a tough tough character and he's going to need to be. But you know I think I'll be much closer than a, a lot of the, a lot of the pundits might think. You know, the Celtic and Rangers is, is, it can sometimes it can sometimes swing on a sign and it could sometimes swing on on the games themselves the old firm games. Somebody gets a run, somebody doesn't. There's there's always controversy somewhere down the line, but that can only be good for our game in general. Having Celtic and Rangers battling out at the top, right in the last few games, right in the last few games of the split, because that's what you want. Because it means everything's interesting. You go in the split, it doesn't mean that one team's got already got the title, which is which has been the case in, in in recent years. You know, and it makes every other game interesting as well because Celtic and Rangers have to go all these top six teams. You know, so it's all it all hangs in the balance. So yeah, I think it. I think, obviously, it'll be closer than, than a lot of people think. Rangers have got the edge. I think uh, there's no doubt about that, the way Stephen Gerrard has them set up. They'll look incredibly strong defensively. Um, you know They've got a of potency in attack. But, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if they've certainly pulled a rabbit out of the heart in terms of a signing or two before the start of the season. And It just takes it just takes one sign and a click for you. Certainly at the top end of the park, things could change dramatically. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking looking forward to. That. In te- terms of everybody else, I mean, we've already touched on United and Dundee, and they're both saying they've got top six, uh, top six ambitions. Kind of is it realistic? But you've got to I think we've got to temper that, you know, a wee bit with the facts. You look at Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hub's all got bigger budgets than Dundee and Dundee United. I know that doesn't that doesn't account for anything in the bigger picture, but it certainly helps. Mm. I mean, John Nelm's saying that he could get Dundee into the top six. Has he got a pot of gold? He's he's just handing <laughs> over. To, James McPake and Dundee are going to be to sign a few players I think Dundee and, and, and United have got a realistic chance of maybe getting the top six at, at United certainly if they can keep Segrist and they can keep Shankland yes because they went pretty close last season at Dundee Dundee are going to need to I think they're going to need to Sheridan's going to have to score a few goals and I also think they're going to have to sign Greg Stewart as well you know, to, to, to get them over the line if that's what they're, they're looking at because they're still you know they're still while they're going well they're just out the out the bloody championship, so you know let's let's just I just want to temper expectations a wee bit a wee bit you know without sort of diminishing the fact that they're doing very well at this point in time. Elsewhere, I've got to say I like the look of St. Marn. It pains me to say, Calm, but I think uh, yes, I bear. think uh, I like the manager Jim Goodwin. He's done a, He's done a lot of good business early in the window, calm He's brought in a few guys. He doesn't look as though he's going to be messing about with sort of last minute deals and things like that, you know. So I like the the, the look of them, you know. Um, St Johnston, um you know pff, what can you say about them? I mean, they surely they surely must have used up all their luck last season. There can't <laughs> be any more luck for St Johnston. Um so yeah, but nah, still a good side, still an, a very experienced side, they eh? well set up, good manager. They'll be challenging as well. So I am really looking forward to it. I think you know that with the Europe European championships are wetting my appetite for football again, Carlman. I can't wait for it to start again in a week's time.
0: Yep, Bear, I'll pay you later on for that wee um, <laughs> St. Martin.
1: After Dundee have grubbed them in the first game of the season, of course, Cal.
0: <laughs> of course. Of course, naturally. <laughs> naturally. Um, looking at the other end of the table, ooh, we spoke ooh. quite in depth about the top six. I mean, it's it's a tough one, but for you, George, who are you are looking at right now and thinking they are maybe the prime candidates for relegation? And it's hard. I've sat and thought about this myself, and I don't think there's one real standout team like they're the weakest team but if you had to gun to head right now pick one (laughs) team to get relegated right there's a gun gun to your head right yeah I can can
2: feel feel egg on the face uh, (laughs) coming here but um, Ross County
0: yeah I I think I think that's where I was going as well speak
1: up a bit George
2: (laughs) Uh, or I, th- I think Livy might struggle this season as well. Yeah, Levy are always
0: one that you just don't know what you're going to get, do you? They could, they could, they, uh, could, they no. could be top six or they could be mince. Um, yeah. They've
2: got, they've got good players, and then they've they've made a couple of decent signs. But my feeling is that maybe they're just coming to the the drop off of, of their kind of upsurge. Um, Ross County. I don't know much about the guys they brought in. That's that's the thing. But they lost a lot of the kind of experienced core they'd had uh, for years now, like Gardine and Draper and mm-hmm. uh, Billy McKay and, uh, Ian Vickers. Guys like that have just been around. You don't even think of them playing for anyone else apart from Ross County. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and they've all kind of disappeared. So that's, that's my feeling.
0: I think the fact with Ross County as well is they've had such a disrupted start to the season with yeah. the Premier Sports Cup because of COVID. They've got the new boss. Um, it's easy to pick them out as the the prime candidates for, for relegation and that they might get off to a slow start and that could hinder them. But mm-hmm. we saw last season, I mean, like someone got off to a really slow start last season. They had some COVID issues, but they came back and finished seventh. Um you know, Motherwell had a bit of a sticky start as well. They finished strongly um, when Graham Alexander came in. So it, things things can change quite quickly. It's so early to be making predictions, isn't it? But um, where's the fun in not making predictions? Absolutely, <laughs> you've <laughs> Absolutely. got to you've got to you've got to just stick your neck on the line and see what happens at the end of the season and have a laugh. But for you, Bear, I mean, how are you seeing the relegation battle?
1: Yeah, I've got. I said Ross County last season, and. Uh... Ended up with egg on my face. They came through, and I've got them again. I've got them again. I think this uncertainty factor. Although you've got to say, Marky McKay is a, a very experienced manager in his own right. Mm. You know, he's, he's more experienced than some of the guys who are actually managing clubs in that top flight. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Livingston, I think it's easy to, to pick them. You know, but they they did well under David Martindale last season. Got they got to the final and uh, just missed out in on that one. And you know what? I've put St Johnston in there as well. And That yeah. may shock a few people. <laughs> But surely, surely the Perth Saints can't get away with what they got away with last season. I mean, I, I, I don't want to see them down there for my old mate Jim's, Jim, Jim, Jim sake. But you know, if things if things go in the other direction, if it's a flip of the coin and luck goes the other way, who knows? They could be battling out in the bottom. So we'll wait and see on that one.
2: I've got, I've got them for fourth.
1: You can come back to me at the end of the season, and I will deny what I've said there. By the way,
2: <laughs> I think if they keep uh, if they keep Calum Davidson and their best players. Yeah. There's no guarantee that, that that'll happen uh, come the end of the season. But I think they can be can be looking even higher than they finished last season.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean I don't look I don't think St. Johnstone are gonna go and do a cup double again next season. Yeah. Um and they might run out with a bit of luck.
2: Europa League. That's what they're after this season. Yeah, they're going after
0: Europe this season. <laughs> but I mean they might not even Finish in the top six, but I don't think they're going to get relegated, Ali. This is just Bale's personal vendetta. No, no, against come them for the Scottish I, Cup I, game I, last I, season, I think,
1: isn't it? No, I, th- I just purely from the luck aspect. You can't have that much luck going for you in one season, and no, get the, the luck. Luck evens itself out. So I'm just hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's not because they're, they're a well-run side, and you know I've got. I enjoy going up to McDermott Park, especially when we don't get gubbed. Um, so uh, yeah. I'm just saying that they could be the dark horses for relegation. Can you can you have a dark horse for relegation?
0: Aye, <laughs> aye.
1: <laughs> stole relegation at the last minute, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and I, I know we're, 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 we're proudly quite heavily biased on this show towards the Dundee teams but I think it says a lot for particularly Dundee after getting promoted and I've not seen it anywhere else, many people tipping them to go down. So it really does um, sort of testament to the job that James McPake's done in, in that He's built such a strong team that people are looking at team at least on paper and what they did last season and thinking they're not going to be in any danger here. Um, there's so many teams, isn't there, in that middle part of the table. I think out with you mentioned before the top three, um, and maybe Aberdeen and St. Johnson. Even then, I don't know what Aberdeen you're gonna get, you don't know what St. Johnson you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, everyone else for me is getting mucked into that battle for for top six, and I would even include Ross County in there because. You just you just don't know, um, you know. I don't I don't know if many people would have predicted Livingston to do what they've done in the last couple of seasons, um, and and there's, so there's no reason why um, County can't go and do it. Um, one final big question before we we close the show, George Hearts, how do you think they're going to fare? That's, that's an interesting one. Um, being a bit of a kind of basket case of a club in recent years, yo yoing between the leagues, a club of that size, arguably the third or fourth biggest team in the country. Um, can they have a strong season under Robbie Nielsen, obviously former United manager, and and make that top six?
2: I think they'll be okay, but more importantly, me and Bear said who we think will get relegated. You you just avoid that completely.
0: <laughs> um, no, I'll go with I'll go with Ross County as well. Oh, um, you
2: just said they were going to get top six. I said they might. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll give myself every out possible for this. <laughs> no, like uh, I think they are right now for the reasons I said before with the, the disrupted start to the season and the new manager and being being the, the sorta of the weakest team from last season's premiership that are left, you know they they finished tenth didn't they? So um I'm looking at them and thinking they're the ones if if any are are, are the favourites to go down. Um, Livingston, yeah, maybe uh, it, Livingston are going to be like the new Hamilton. I think not that everyone wants them to go down. I think people get to the end; we're just wanting Hamilton to go down for various reasons. But <laughs> Livingston are going to be the one that every season. Ah, this is yeah. their season. This is their season, and they just they'll find a way. I think they will find a way.
1: Can I just say, Carl? I mean, a bit livy. The, the, the strange thing is this season is you're only going to have sort of one club with the ass. Astro-Turf, eh? I and mean, it is Livingston, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah, that's quite unusual. I mean, last season you would have had Hamilton and Kilmarnock and there's going to be a lot of games, so the majority of games this season will be played on grass. so Which is
2: good. That's not necessarily a good thing for Dundee, though. They seem to win, win every time they play on Astro. Yeah,
1: moment. well, that's it. They, they finally cracked it last season, George, yeah. didn't they? Um, you're right, uh, but uh, no, I think I think more, the majority of fans would, would agree that football's best played on grass, although with the winter last season, I think if few. Dundee in particular, I hope that the park holds up a wee bit better than it did last season. In terms of Hearts, Callum, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I think, I think get your money on Hearts to get off to a flying start because Robbie Nielsen's got a history yes. of that. He did it with Dundee United, you know, and he did it with Hearts last season. Uh, no, sort of the season before. It's uh, so not last season, sorry, in, in, in the Championship. And, and they ran away, but I would expect Robbie to get off to a flyer again. And you know what he needs it because I I, I think there's still a big section of that the the, the jumbo support. I'm not too happy that he's the manager at this point in time. You know, so. Um, but I was I would think if you're a, a betting man, and I've said on this show quite a few times, I, I do not uh, visit bookmakers. But you're a betting man, get fifty pence on hearts in their first six games, and, and to pick up a few wins.
2: Although I, I do think that losing Stevie Nasmyth's a, a big, a big miss from their squad going on in the new mm-hmm. season. Uh. I th- just as he experienced his quality as well, I, yeah, I he did great for him considering how poor hearts had been uh, during his time there, which wasn't really yeah,
1: an Yeah, just I don't, I'm not sure what Robbie does in the preseason, but it seems to work. It seems to work. They always come at the traps. Traps. They started
2: fighting. dead early last last yeah. season. Yeah. I think they were, I think they had about eight weeks of preseason, didn't they last season? I tried yeah, to possibly. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think they'll be okay, hearts. In and amongst the, the top six uh, gaggle of clubs. Mm. <laughs> just going to shove everyone in. You
1: think and that Harts yeah. yeah. and their supporters have got a few access to grind um, over the way they were relegated, although they were at the bottom of the league at the time when when the football was shut down, I've got to say. Um, but you've got a feeling that, uh, yeah, they'll be uh, out to get a few a few clubs in. And obviously, Dundee are one of them, I would think, but um, they tried that last season, but... Uh, yeah, no, I, I love I love going to Tyne Castle. It's one of the highlights of the season uh, mm. for me. Going going through, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a good day trip out to end. But I'm sure the majority of football fans in the Premier League will will, will feel the same. And uh, it's a, it's a real sort of delight that they're they're probably back in the top flight because Hearts are one of the, an institutions, Really, they should be playing top flight football uh, for the good of the game. Yep,
0: be brilliant to have fans back in um, Premiership stadiums as well next season. Of course, we've seen it a wee bit um, in pre season and in the cup games. Uh, I was just going to wrap up the show there, but it's just dawned on me we can have a wee bit of fun as Twat team's one street after all. Um, who's going to finish higher? Dundee or Dundee United? Bear?
1: Do you want an answer for that, Gal? Oh,
0: uh, I would like one, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, look, okay. for me, there could only be one and, and it's Dundee. And I think I think that the reason, uh, I might be misguided optimism, but the way they finished last season and the way they seem to have carried that on into this season, um, Will give them give them an edge. I think they've added a solid defensively. They look pretty secure. Um, they've got a, a lot of good experienced guys in the middle of the park. They've got a quality youngsters coming through. What they do need to add is a bit, a bit of oomph up front, shall we say? But hopefully, Kelly and Sheridan will, will do just that. So I will I will take uh, Dundee to edge out our our Tannadice rivals.
0: George Dundee United.
2: Um, I liked Michael Stewart's response to this on on Twitter the other day. Somebody asked him this exact question and he he said Dundee, but then added the caveat that um, he wants to keep the Sky Sports rule. that If if he gets that wrong, it it turns out he had the wrong team. (laughs) (laughs) So So uh, you're saying...
0: what are you saying then? No, I'm not copying
2: <laughs> Michael Stewart. Don't worry, that's <laughs> never, a, never a good plan. Uh, I think Dundee are in better shape at the moment in terms of whether squad is the, the way they're they've got uh, real confidence throughout the squad and, and quality. I, th- I think Dundee are in in really good shape. I think they'll just pip pip the tangerines.
0: Shall I answer as well?
1: Come on, you're well, yeah, better.
0: I know, I bet I'm going to say Dundee as well It's a clean sweep It's a clean sweep I know, you have, have just stuck with party lines But I'm you know, I'm, I'm. going with my real, my real feeling here um, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm really terrified to go with my real feeling here I'm going to get it in the neck But I'm on holiday for a week after this So it doesn't matter, I can just turn off the phone for a weekend We've
1: just lost half our listeners <laughs> <laughs> I know have just switched off They
0: have I, I think, I I blame, think, in, terms
1: of, I think in terms of the listeners I mean, we've all tipped Ross County as well to go down. And I think, you know, certainly two of us did that last season and, and that didn't happen. So, you know, take these sort of predictions with a pinch of salt. That's what I would say.
0: Absolutely. Um, I just I just feel that Dundee are in better shape at the moment. Um, they're going to get off to a better start than United, I think. I think United might have to feel their way into the season. Yeah. Um, might just count against them. But again, we've got the Derby, so a lot of it could yeah. come down to who... Who has the edge in the derbies? I mean, if United have the edge in the derbies, that's automatically at least you know nine points if they win those, Um and if they finish in the same half yeah, of the league, there's going to be an extra derby. Be, so you never dumb. know.
1: Yeah, 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 You're right. It could be as tight as that. But what we'd say is, I think we should revisit this every month <laughs> and just yeah, ask again. It's going to change. Go, who's going to finish above? <laughs> <the ball.
0: laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, Dundee could could start the season, fall off a cliff, and. and Tam Courts could be having United playing sexy football. We just don't know. Like we yep. just, yeah. there's so much unknown with both teams. I think with Dundee, how they're going to fare with the step up with United. Yeah. How are they going to fare with a new manager who's untested at this, yeah. uh, untried at this level? Um, there's so much um to 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 see what's going to happen um in the coming months ahead. Yeah. Um, and it's an exciting time, and I uh, you know I for one, I'm absolutely buzzing for it all to to kick off for real next week. I'm sure you are. Um, but do keep tuning into the podcast. Um, for our unbiased, um, balanced opinions on Dundee and Dundee United. <laughs>
2: unbalanced.
0: unbalanced? Unbalanced, sorry. Gotcha. Unbiased. And unhinged. unbalanced, <laughs> Unhinged, yeah. Yeah, absolutely unhinged. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Take care and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, bye-bye.
3: If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better, leave a review on a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa teams, one street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of The Tilly Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tannadice, or go to thetilly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.